Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 8-0 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody. How are you? As always, my name is Adam. I'm Matthew Lynn. Hope everyone's doing good tonight. Hope everyone is doing good. So I thought I would open this podcast up with, as I was going through the new section on the internet here, of looking for things to talk about today, uh-huh. I came across, and so I thought this was clickbait. What I and It was good enough clickbait where I had to click on it, and then I was skimming through the article and found out, oh, no, like, this is true. This is really what they think is happening. Oh, wow. And so it's Some an article. Just that good. <laughs> so it's an article from Newsweek, and the headline reads: "Whale harassing Norwegian ships, likely trained by Russia." Experts say. What? Yes, I'm Love dead serious. Okay. So of course, you know, I was like, "Wait a second. You know, the Russians are teaching whales to fuck with boats. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. So let me read through the first couple of paragraphs just to <laughs> give you guys an idea what's happening here. <laughs> Norwegian marine experts have encountered a beluga whale they believe was was been trained by the that's was been trained by the Russian <laughs> Navy to harass foreign shipping as part of a wider program of utilizing marine mammals in military operations. <laughs> the whale was spotted in the Barents Sea, uh, close to the small village of Inga in the far north of the country last week, the Guardian reported. Fishermen became suspicious when they saw that the animal was wearing a black harness and appeared to repeatedly seek out their boats. So the Russians are changing, are, are changing, are training sea life now. Well, what kind of harassment are we talking about? What, like, is it? Is it sexual harassment? Are they coming up and like <laughs> humping the boats? Like what? What? How are they harassing? We're them? being raped, sir. <laughs> Who's raping us? A beluga whale. It's a beluga whale, sir. Let's see. It goes. Uh, let me read through more. Then, uh, University of Norway concurred. He explained. We know that in Russia, they have had domestic whales in captivity, and also that some of these have apparently been released. <laughs> then they often seek out boats. Okay. Uh, the Russian military is reportedly renewing its Cold War era of t- training of marine ant- mammals, considering such animals useful tools in defending naval bases, assisting military divers, and even what? attacking intruders. So we will use the marine life, sir. <laughs> use the. <laughs> Check off. How are the beluga ways? <laughs> Maybe fucking Vladimir Putin is Aquaman. Uh, I was and just he, thinking. He talks I was to the like, fucking whales. I was like, did Vladimir Putin <laughs> watch like the Aquaman movie? Goes, see that? This we, is genius. We do that. <laughs> we do that. We kill a Norwegian. <laughs> We're like building missiles in America. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> the whales. We will use the whales. <laughs> Do we have manatees? We have three manatees, <laughs> Send them all out. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, I that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, they mention the Russian... It says right here, Russian military is reportedly renewing its Cold War era Th- that training. That means they've done it before. I was going to say, that means they've done this before. <laughs> like, so first of all, I'd like to applaud you, Russia. Maybe it'll work this time. That is some next. (laughs) That is some. That is beyond like the future. Like that's something we expect to see in like twenty twenty like twenty three hundred. Dude, that's like to me. 
that's a ghetto navy. That's like, well, you don't have money to build <laughs> ships, so let's just catch a bunch of whales and put machine guns on them. Oh my gosh! Was like, was that thing in what like, a Austin stereotypically Powers? Russian like thing Dr. to do? Yeah. <laughs> no you know what I mean? They're like, we'll have the most powerful navy in the world, but we can't afford it, so we'll make it out of whales. Like what happens? Like naval ships, like like uh, American naval ships are gonna pull up. Like I guess it won't wouldn't pull up to Russia. I guess on one side they could, and all of a sudden, like there's just like. Russian operatives there with a harness on beluga whales, <laughs> like giant beards, you know, the oh fucking God, Kafka hats. It's genius. I just thought of this, though. It's illegal to kill whales. So it would be, oh. they would be calling in, like, sir, sir, they'd be calling the generals in, sir, we can't, do we shoot it? Do we, we can't shoot it? would be like, no, hold fire. There, it's I genius. didn't even think about it. Yes, I would have to say that it's a fucking genius, isn't it? The only Navy who could take them out would be the Japanese Navy because they don't give a fuck they about whales or dolphins. They don't give shits about that. Nope. And they Russia would kill don't fuck all. with Japan. They'll go sink the whale Navy just for fun. <laughs> just to say they fucking did it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I never thought... I, I guess that makes it a fucking genius, genius. strategy. Like they'll they're never like, kill our whales. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like let's send whales after them. They, they can't kill them. Wow. So all you have to do is just okay. Well, this whale's just gonna harass us. So does this mean, Adam? Do you truly think? Okay, and take a second to think about it. Okay, it's a big question here. Do you think that humans can do anything that they put their mind to? If enough humans and enough money gets together. Can we do anything? I would say with... Within the realm of physics, right, I Right, guess. right, I would say with the right understanding of, you know, science and everything behind it, I, I think I'd have to say, yeah. Dude, we keep proving over and over and over that yeah. we are like the ultimate... As much as we don't understand very much about our world mm -hmm. and our planet, we are like the ultimate masters of it. Yeah. We just, we rule everything about the planet, dude. Well, the... Except the weather, I guess, which we're working on. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> well, there's even, uh, I, I've seen multiple videos of these, these giant rain machines that yeah. do exist. I'm sure oh, you've dude, seen Oh, dude, China them too. has cannons. China has, a ra has rain cannons. Oh, really? Yeah. They shoot, uh, I think, I believe it's silver up into the uh like low atmosphere mm -hmm. and the water condenses around the silver and it when it condenses it turns into clouds and it rains i think that's what i saw because the thing i saw looked like this like giant industrialized like skyscraper looking thing and then like yeah. all the fog came from under it and then just floated up into the air and then yeah it yeah so i raining. think that fog has some kind of metal i think it's silver uh -huh. but it has some kind of metal or something to in help there, everything condense and it condenses faster. the water around it yeah See, so we're fucking getting there. <laughs> uh, they can also do things like blow stuff up under the water. Yep. And make like tsunamis and stuff happen. Yeah. That's probably the easiest thing to do. I mean, well, I mean retros like in in the grand scheme of things, I'd say it's easier to throw a bomb underwater to create a tidal wave than it is to make it rain. You know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess. It depends on. I mean, you have a big enough bomb. I truly, I actually truly have no idea on that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's when it comes to like controlling the weather, I feel like it's one of those things that we can manipulate the weather. Manipulate we can't necessarily the weather. Yeah, control yeah. it, but we can, we can definitely manipulate things. Yes. 100%. But like, I, I think in terms of manipulating the weather, I think it's one of those things where we, we haven't, we know how to do it. 
It's just one of those you need big machines and a lot of money, right? You know, right. So it's like the rain machine they had. You know, yeah, they were. It was this giant fucking thing on this giant plot of empty land, and yeah, they were able to spit out clouds to make it rain, but only in the area. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like we right. know we can do it. We we know the theory and like how to put it into practice, but, but we just don't. Exactly. There's maybe not be a reason to do it, but yeah. we know enough to do it if we wanted to. Yes, exactly. Like I'm sure they could put that material in a missile mm-hmm. and launch it anywhere on the globe that they want and make it rain anywhere on the planet yeah it's just is it worth it to make it rain in the middle of the desert of africa (laughs) yeah we can do it but is Mm -hmm. it worth it especially in these times where we're so you know we like to talk about how green we all are when none of us are really that green another really cool thing is um as much as there's water shortages in places Mm -hmm. we have more water on the planet than uh land right yeah Except the problem is most of that water is salt water. Yes. Okay. You can't drink salt water. Mm-hmm. Well, we can desalinize water. Yes. We can actually, it's expensive right mm-hmm. now, but we can make a facility where it turns the salt water into clean, drinkable water. Oh, they do yeah. it in the desert, in the Middle East. We we even have ways to skip all those steps now to get clean water out of the, this dirty, dirty, either dirty water or salt water. There was this company that developed these straws that they started uh, like oh, giving out to I different villages and about. stuff in Africa. The and it survival was, straws? Yeah, and it's literally made so you can stick the straw in like a, a puddle or, and you get clean water out of um, it. Hikers and stuff use those too even. Mm-hmm. I've heard those things are, are actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I saw a YouTube video where somebody was like reviewing one and the, you know they took a cup of water and they just put like dirt and salt and just a bunch mm-hmm. of shit in it and they go, drink. all right, I'm going to use this straw. And they said, I got clean, fresh water from it. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty genius. Yeah, it's crazy. So you can even skip all those steps now. You know, it's... So we can... Yeah, we can do a lot, dude. If we want to do it bad enough, mm-hmm. we figured out how to fly. We figured out how to burn fuel and make cars move. I think we'll figure out time travel at some point. I I, I do I do well, that's think... that's a hefty one. That, I, was a, that was a leap. Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's possible, though. I think it's... I think because we know bending of space-time is possible, I don't think it's that far-fetched to say at some point time travel will be possible, to an extent. <laughs> I think we'll figure out... And I know this is going to sound like splitting hairs, but okay. I think it makes a difference. I've uh-huh. said that before, before I've made statements. Uh-huh. I think we're going to figure out time manipulation. So how to make like time move by faster or slower or time how stop? to experience time differently, because I don't think that you can change the arrow of time at all. You can't speed it up or slow it down. You can't affect that like okay. true base time, whatever that's called is what we've talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. 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 That so you mean just what change. time is relative to you, your relative time that you can manipulate. Mm. We may not really know how yet, but it is possible in science and in theory to manipulate your experience of time. So do you mean on just a level of like how you're perceiving time or how, how time your affects being you. is currently reacting in time? Well, it could be, it could be perception of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's an example of how technology would help to manipulate time. Okay. Okay. Um, chirogenics. I might have said that wrong. That's where the concept you always see in the movies of freezing yourself, putting yourself to sleep, and then waking back up somewhere many, many years later and being the same age. Right. 
that's manipulation of time on yourself, of your concept of time. Yes. And the way that you achieve that manipulation is through means of technology, Mm -hmm. which would be the chamber or whatever that we create that can freeze people. Right. So obviously we can't do that yet that Mm -hmm. we know of, um, but conceptually it's possible. Like on paper it's possible. So that's one that we'll probably achieve in the you know in the beginning stages of it because we've right. already thought of that but i think there's other technologies that we haven't even thought of mm-hmm. it could be something like a device you wear around your eyes or something that makes you experience time differently right um something like that you know what i mean you can never actually truly change the arrow of time but right. you can change your experience of it okay that makes sense Cause I, so I can definitely see the like it affecting your being type of thing. The the whole affecting your perception of it though. I think, I mean, I, I I have no doubt that we'd have technology to be able to do it. I guess it's just hard for me to fathom. Cause like it's all it's always just like what happens now, right? If if you could be at work one day and work's moving by super slow to you, but to somebody else it's going by There's super your, that's fast. That's your perception. But actually, the minutes are the same amount of minutes that moved at the same speed. Right. So it. Both of you. So in order to like change that particular, just your perception of time, it's almost <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess you would have to be able to pinpoint what's happening in your brain to make you think time's going by slower than it actually is, you know, or time's yeah. going by faster than it actually is. It's yeah. crazy to think about, but yeah, I believe we'd have that fucking technology for sure. Now, as far as traveling through time, mm-hmm. so We've agreed that you have your own time and you have an arrow of time, yes. right? So now we want to move along the arrow of time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in sense, we're already time traveling. We and you are time traveling right now. Right. We're just time traveling into the future mm-hmm. slowly. Yes. Every second at a time, <laughs> we're going into the future and it's becoming the present. Right. But we're not constantly in the present, even though we are, because time doesn't stand still. Right, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? Yeah. So we are traveling the arrow of time, uh-huh. but we always perceive it to be the present. True, yes. Okay, you following? Yes. So now that's the easy part. You can go forward in time, no problem. Uh-huh. And you could freeze yourself, keep yourself the same age, wake up 10 years later, you've gone forward in time. So going forward in time really isn't an issue. Uh-huh. Okay, we want to go back in time. Yes. Right? So... That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. There's two things going on when you're going back in time. So there's back in time up to the point where you were born. Mm-hmm. And then there's back in time past when you were born. Yes. Now, to my understanding and my knowledge, which I've done a, a wee bit of research on this because mm-hmm. I'm actually really fascinated in time travel. Okay. You conceptually on paper would be able to travel back in a machine Mm-hmm. If you could build a spaceship and crawl into it, you could travel back to when you were born. Okay. okay. And within that time, from the present to the past of when you were born, you would be able to get out of the ship and walk around. Okay. Now, while this is happening, you also are still existing in the present. 
Yes, your okay. present. The, your present uh-huh. is still moving forward. Yes. So you're not existing it anymore. You've left that present, but that present is still moving in time. The people around you, everyone you knew, what you left is still going forward. Yes. Okay. So now, if you travel all the way back to the minute after you were born, if you go two minutes before that to past when you were born, now you've entered a period where you don't exist. Uh huh. So you, in theory, could go visit it in your spaceship, but you can't get out of the spaceship because really? you don't exist. So why in would that essence, a, why would that affect you? You cannot though? interact with anything in the time period before you were born because you didn't exist to interact with that thing. Whereas you could, in theory, interact with things in the time after you were born uh-huh. because you existed to be there to interact with it. Does that make sense? It. Like it, it, like I understand what you're saying. It just doesn't make sense to me as to why you wouldn't be able to interact with anything if you're pre- if you, what's present to you is mm-hmm. a constant. Think of it as watching a movie. Uh-huh. So you could be there, but it would be you would only have the ability to watch it as a movie, mm-hmm. and you could zip around and see things, but you can't get out because if you get out, you're interacting with that space time, mm-hmm. and you didn't exist to get out of the spaceship in that space time. It, mm-hmm. You weren't there. So some people call it like the butterfly effect. Right. I guess there's nature, the laws of nature and physics and space time don't allow you to get out because getting out interacts with that space time. Mm-hmm. Even if it just means moving the molecules of the air around where you got out, right. that sets off a chain reaction. Now you have to exist to set off a, that chain reaction. I see what you're saying. You're, what you're basically doing is creating an imbalance. You There's know? an imbalance. And the and yes. universe can't have imbalances. Have, yeah. Yes. So, if, in my, and this is all my theory, in right. my opinion. I'm not saying this is the fact, and I'm not a fucking scientist <laughs> by any means. Right. Okay. But to my knowledge and from what I've chewed on over the years, that's the best I think we'd be able to do is build a machine that we could go back and like observe and observe before we were born or interact with after we were born. Mm -hmm. Now the other issue, and I don't fully understand this, but Uh this would be like more of the scientific reason why you can't interact with stuff before you were born Uh is if you try to exist before you were born, you end up in this weird paradox and there's a name for the paradox, and there's a Vsauce about this. If anyone is interested, look up the YouTube channel Vsauce mm-hmm. and look up um, Time Travel Paradox, and he'll explain it to you really well. Mm-hmm. But basically, you end up in a loop of, like I said, my my understanding of it is not enough to explain it to you. But mm-hmm. you end up in a paradox and a loop of never being able to get back to the present because mm-hmm. you would constantly be being reborn. It's weird. Okay. Michael from Vsauce can explain that. <laughs> so that's another reason why you can't do right. that. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe we might be able to build a spaceship one day to, like, to go, go back, back and, and observe. observe it. I've, I've, I've always wondered. So, so I, like I said, I understand that theory. But, like, the way that I would look at it with time travel is that everything that has happened in time – is a re- 
this is going to sound very redundant, but is a result of things that have already happened. Right. A cause and effect. Right. So if you were to go back during a time before you were born (laughs) and do whatever, the butterfly effect would not apply because let's say you go back to like 1966, May 3rd, 1966, and you do some shit. Well, the butterfly effect I feel would not apply because your 2019 self was there May 3rd, 1966 and is, was always going to be there May 3rd, 1966 being there observing. You were never there physically existing. You never existed May 3rd, 1966 because your dad wasn't old enough to have you then you didn't exist as Adam Hansen to do anything in the world. Right. But it's fucking so, time travel but 2019 adam no i understand does, what you're saying but you're exist. you're encapsulated in think of the atmosphere in that ship mm-hmm. you brought the time the present time with you you're in a little atmosphere you're totally away from mm-hmm. existing in it you can't you can't exist in it michael uh, from vsauce can can show you why with pictures and stuff it's really really well done uh, and it's an actual, it's and that paradox is an actual scientific thing. That is right. not, a, that's no, actual I, I scientists believe came that. up with that. Yeah, no, I, I um, totally believe that. Just So, yeah, no, and I fully grasp right. where you're coming from and the thought process that you're using. Uh-huh. I, I fully grasp it, and to an extent, I agree. I'm uh-huh. with you, because you are there. You're there. Right. I'm here right now. I'm yeah. fucking looking around. I'm here, which means right. I exist here, right? Uh-huh. No. Fucking, fucking time travel. But now, <laughs> let's say, like, I don't think it's too much harm to say my birth. Let's let's just assume. I'm going to make up a birthday, because I'm afraid to tell you guys my real birthday. I don't know what you're going to fucking do with it. So let's okay. assume I was born January 1st. Okay. Okay. So if I go back to January 3rd mm-hmm. of the year I was born, now I can manipulate stuff. I can do things. The rules totally change. And you can always get back to the present from that point. You're good. Because mm-hmm. you're always ahead of your original self. So now, that so that's where like the theory I was just talking about would apply. Absolutely. Yes. To totally. where if you went totally. back during a time where you're already alive and fucking up with shit, even if it doesn't have to do with you, that's still <laughs> a constant because you were always there at that point. So in essence, it's going to be super weird. And it's, these are again, just theories because no one really knows. Right? right. So if you're, if you're born on the 10th mm-hmm. of January, right. Of of a year mm-hmm. and you go back to January 12th of that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're a little baby, you two years old mm-hmm. in reality, right? Right. In present time, you're that. Yes. Now, if you were to go and yourself now, your present self goes and visits China uh-huh. on the 12th. Okay. That means in reality, in the existence of what happened, and your memories, two little baby year old you, two two day mm-hmm. old you would boop and be in China, and that would be your past. That would be your reality. Is that when you were two years old, you were in China? Okay, hold on, you lost me there. So it's twenty nine. So I'm born January tenth, ninety one. Okay, and it's twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and I have the ability to time travel. Okay, so. 
I was born in California. Okay. So I time travel back to mm-hmm. January 12th, 91, two days di- after I was born. Two days after you were born. And I go to China. You go to China. 2019 me goes to China. You go back China. and you visit China as yourself now. So baby but Adam. Well, you're yourself. And you can't exist in two places at the same time. That doesn't. That goes against the rules of time and space. Even if we're traveling through the arrow, uh-huh. you can't, there's no two U's at the same time and place ever. So, little baby you, while you're there, uh-huh. baby you is bloop. It's got your your you in that time now. That's you can't so encompass. Weird, you can't be in two places at the same time. So baby you just disappears, and then you're the new you. So then, what happens? In that theory, when you travel back, then to you're back to you're back to wherever you left off, being baby you again. What the? And fuck? your whole past <laughs> of now the 2019 you that uh-huh. entire once you go back and now you're back home. Uh-huh. So you went to China. You made little baby you exist in China. You made your existence be in China. Uh-huh. Okay, so you weren't a little baby for that time. You were 2019 you, uh-huh. but you're still your existence. Right. Okay, so little baby you stopped. If you're existing for you now, you're in China, uh-huh. you go back. Once you go back, A, you've changed because that same present you kept going, that time period around you. So that time period has now changed uh-huh. and gone forward however long you were gone for. And B... All of your memories and your past would now be whatever the China version of you did throughout its life because you butterfly affected it. You changed the course of your life. That's fucking crazy. Are you with I, that's I, now I, like, that I, is I'm the best you, way I that just, my theory goes. Right. Okay. I guess I've I've just never heard that particular theory, so it, it's it's very I, new to me. So I don't even have like an like an argument or a different theory with it. It's just because I was just always under the impression that you would be existing at you know at once. There would be in a two baby places you at the same at time. Two places in the same. That time. goes against the laws of nature. You, nothing does that. That's omnipresence, which is on another dimension. Right. You can't you can't do that within this dimension. You cannot be omnipresent. I mean, I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, we've had a lot of conversations about dimensions. Now, and that's so, the I only mean, reason that I'm talking in such a manner of like matter-factly right. is I have a certain level of confidence in uh-huh. this theory because I've thought about it a lot. Uh-huh. Okay. And I know there's people out there who are going to chew it apart <laughs> and I don't want to offend anyone with what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying I am right for fact. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm probably fucking wrong. But as far as I've thought about it, nothing that I've thought of breaks any of the rules of space-time or right. physics or nature. It all works. As far, as far as what my knowledge extends to. No, let, If someone sees a huge hole in it, uh, let's talk about it. That would be an interesting no, conversation by, in, the like, top, in the comments. By all means. Like I said, with, with all the – because time travel, you know, I've had my little interest in it, but it's never been something I've, like, gone to a rabbit hole with. So there's not a lot I can really speak on with it. Dude, but I, but yeah, like I said, I've, crazy. with my understanding of dimensions, which is something I've gone to rabbit you holes about. You love dimensions, yes. Yes. Like, I mean, you're right. Explain it on that sense. Yeah, the third dimension, you can't. The fourth dimension, you can. Could 
could, but now you're talking about changing dimensions. Yeah, dimension and if you're going to travel through dimensions, uh-huh. now you're no longer, that's not a matter of time travel. That's interdimensional travel. Now. That is interdimensional <laughs> yes. travel now, which is, I have theories on that as well. <laughs> but that is a completely separate science and fact of travel right. than time travel. Time travel exists in the third dimension. Uh, we're going to have to have a podcast one day uh, with you and Vince discussing time travel because Vince loves time travel. Oh, I love discussing Ooh, Kyle, it. too. We're going to do it. If both of you are listening right now. Dude, I would love you guys to, <laughs> to talk with me about time travel because um, I feel I'm pretty versed in it. My dad got me into it, actually. My dad yeah, is Yeah, you've told me a couple things about interested. your dad's theories. He's actually, he wrote a book, uh-huh. not a published book, but he right. wrote a book that's in the garage, uh-huh. and it's hundreds of pages, and I've read it, uh-huh. and it goes, dude, his theories on time travel, they're fucking solid. I've heard a lot of them yeah. throughout the years of growing up, and he relates it with ghosts, what we think of as ghosts being mm-hmm. time travelers. And different states of being, like different, um, the states of matter, how Uh you can be a solid, you can be a gas, and you can be a liquid. So he talks about the the enthropy of moving through those states of matter. Enthropy Uh is the course of time. Enthropy is time moving forward. Okay. How on a a beach, you can always build a castle, Uh but you never, and a castle can get torn down over time. But you never see nature spontaneously create a sandcastle. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Nature uh-huh. always goes into back to chaos. Yeah. It, it destroys whatever it is. There's there's an arrow of time, and that's called enthropy. Yes. So my dad has all kinds of theories on that and the state of matter, and that ghosts are really just time travelers that have changed their state of matter through time travel so you've told me about the ghost one before that you just described but what were some Mm -hmm. of the other like things in there that he's talked about that like you know covered up a lot of plot holes you know for lack of a better term oh so most of his stuff has to do with with the state of being with matter right and i don't Dude, I'm not versed enough on it. I don't even want to speak for him <laughs> on that because they aren't theories that I've adapted and, uh-huh. and kept with me through my life. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily believe that it works that way. Right. But it's very interesting. Um, I don't know if he would ever come on the podcast and talk about it. But, <laughs> whew, man, he he's he's been around the block. He's an older guy, and he has a lot of really cool knowledge about that stuff. The ghost one is in is interesting just because I've heard a lot of, you know, there's, there's obviously always a lot of ghost theories and stuff out there, like what ghosts are and things like that. And I've always, and your dad's theory is basically (laughs) that they're, uh, that they're like time travelers. Right. But you're just seeing kind of like the shadow of them as they're traveling. Is that the ghost that we see, what we experience Uh is the shadow in sense. Right. What, what you would relate to as a shadow of a time traveler. Right. Not necessarily actual light being casted on an object. Like an echo. A shadow is kind of a metaphorical word in this Mm -hmm. sense. I don't mean a literal shadow being casted. Right. But, for lack of an actual term, because the science doesn't exist yet, mm-hmm. the best term that Heath's thought of is shadow. So yeah, it's it's whatever you leave off while you're traveling time. 
you know, not to not to get off the topic of of time traveling per se, but like when we were bringing up the ghost thing, it it, it just brought up like a point that I wanted to make, and that is, yeah. I I seriously think we should there should be more people out there doing ghost hunts and doing more experiments into like that kind of realm. And I'm not, and I'm not even talking about like a ritualistic standpoint per se of like trying to summon demons or anything like that. But like when I always watch these ghost shows and unfortunately they don't, you know, there's, there's a lot of flack they get because a lot of them are pretty obnoxious. Ghost Adventures being, you know, one of them that can be quite They're obnoxious sometimes. Yes. I personally love that but about them. But I, yeah. I love it also. I do love it. But, like, that's always my argument, though, is you watch shows like that. And there have been previous ones before them, like Ghost Hunters, and as well as other ones that have popped up. And yeah, they there are things that they'll find or whatnot, and sometimes they'll hear things to where anybody listening back can be like, well, that's probably this, or that's probably this. But sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> there are some things that these ghost hunters catch, that they record, that they find, whatever it is, that you're like, hmm... Well, that's interesting, you know, like, I don't know yes. how that could have happened. And they'll show it from the different camera angles and all this other shit. And yeah, I mean, at the very end of the day, they could have gone in there in, you know, post editing and put something in there if they wanted to. Sure. But are all of them doing that? Probably not. You know, right. It, I think there's definitely something going on. That's what I mean. It's like, I'm not saying it's ghost. But when you have those little anomalies like that, I think that having one or two at all out of a hundred, I think is enough to be like, okay, something's obviously happening here. Let's figure this out more. For and, sure. it, and it just kills me that in a human society where we pump so much money and time into trying to learn about space and black holes and how black holes bend space time that we have these anomalies happening here on earth in our homes and everybody's like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Probably just heard something, you know, something happened outside or you just saw something out of the corner of your eye. It's like, right. No, I, I feel like there's enough validity there to where it's like, we should something look into on. it more. Right. Well, it's interesting. With with all that being said, mm -hmm. so with my dad's theory of of ghosts, what we think of ghosts now being time travelers, uh -huh. so they're actual people, and we've achieved technology in the future. Okay, so you're just seeing people from the future doing their thing, right? So those little voices that they pick up, and the little things and stuff, and the scooting of chair, whatever, that would be in my dad's theory. That would all be the time travelers. So the thing with my dad is that he's a very spiritual man. Uh -huh. He's a very religious man. So he definitely believes in a spirit world. Uh -huh. And he believes that everyone has a spirit and a soul. And when you die, it goes to heaven or hell. Okay? Uh -huh. So there is very much a distinction, a distinction in his theory that these ghosts that we're seeing, we commonly refer to them and think of them as spirits of dead people. Right typically spirits that haven't rested mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Well, in my dad's theory, he does not think that. He thinks that these ghosts we're seeing are not spirits and that these are actual people from the future who are time traveling, actual beings. Mm. But 
aside from that, he believes there is a spirit world. Right. So in his theory, it's a misconception to think that the ghosts are spirits. So in with with him believing that and him believing that both worlds exist, how would one witnessing these things of the naked eye, you know, like like how would he define something that's a spiritual experience or versus something that could be dismissed as time travel? Um so there the spiritual experience would be like if an angel or a demon were to come into your life. So we all it's pretty obvious there are demons. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, there are exorcisms and there are actual footage of exorcisms happening. They're not quite as Hollywood as some of the movies have made them look. No, no. But they all. are a very terrifying, very real thing that mm-hmm. happens. We know things can get haunted. Uh, we know you can call upon spirits and bring them into your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same thing with angels. You can call upon them, they can help you. Angels are spiritual beings but they're separate from human spirits they're they're server spirits they're helpers so i've told the story on the podcast of my mom when she encountered what she thinks is an angel um at the emergency room Mm -hmm. the guy who came and sat next to her no one else saw him okay so that would be an example of experiencing the spiritual world here in our world so you would so Based from what you've told me, the the argument would be that like a spiritual encounter would be something much more tangible. Much more tangible. If a spirit comes to you, they're going to come to you in the form, in my opinion, I'm uh not saying this is fact, because I'm saying it kind of matter-factly, I don't mean to be, (laughs) but they're going to come to you in a human form or in an animal form or in an object form. Okay. Okay. Or or something that can affect things in this space-time continuum. Okay. Whereas the ghosts, the reason that maybe you can see them, but you can't, even if you see a ghost, you can't touch it. You can't hold hands with it. You can't, it's because it's just a picture. It's a shadow of an actual being that is existing and moving through time. That's funny. It's funny that that's his theory because that's, that's pretty much exactly opposite of, you know, what, you know, most theorists out there would say you know they would say that the tangible stuff would be the time travelers right and that the non-tangible stuff would be the spiritual stuff so it's interesting to to hear him think that it's actually the other way around well and it goes back to my theory of Mm -hmm. you can't affect things that happened before you were born Mm -hmm. so i would assume if we come up with this time travel technology it's Mm -hmm. more than 200 years from now So that would mean everyone around now, this time that me and you are living in right now, any time traveler coming here wouldn't have been alive yet. Mm. So they would only be able to exist in a non-influential way, in a visible way. Right. And I guess it's kind of the theory of if you can see me, I can see you, like in Uh a mirror kind of thing. Well, they can see you, and sometimes you get a glimpse of them. Sometimes you get a shadow of them. Oh, it's just crazy. It's interesting, though. It's super interesting. Yeah. I'm telling you, me and my dad have put a lot of fucking thought into this. Dude. I believe we it, We have dude. talked about this for years. <laughs> We're super fascinated in time travel, dude. I believe it, Because it's like the ultimate, it's the ultimate power. It's the ultimate, mm-hmm. like, harnessing, having control over nature is to move mm-hmm. through the arrow of time, yeah. right? That That is existing, yeah, I mean, I, I won't argue with you there. I don't know. For some reason, time travel has just never 
fascinated me quite to that level. You know, maybe it's because of my fascination with like the dimensions and stuff like that. Cause I truly believe that we kind of just all, you know, float up through the dimensions, you know, dying just happens to be how we leave this one. Right. Right. You know, so I always just kind of assume that we'll get to a point anyway, where we can time travel, you know, both on our timeline and off our timeline as we move on through. But so I've just never really been like, Oh, you know, one day we'll time travel. Plus I don't, I've never thought of like an actual, need for it either well and if because i believe that that does hold true Uh and i believe that actually holds true even with what we've been talking about this whole time yeah where if you do exist on a spiritual level Uh if there's a spirit inside you and it moves through these dimensions as you die right and that is how angels and demons are able to come and interact and move down in dimensions and interact with us Uh uh-huh because they don't they don't have to abide by time. They're above that. They are omnipresent because they're right. in another dimension. A spirit world is right. what we call it because we don't have a word for it. So the same way that when Mario sees a 3D object, he sees it in 2D. Uh-huh. When we see another dimensional object, we see it in our 3D. Right. So it comes to us as a person or an animal or an object or a cloud of smoke or Uh something tangible that exists in this third dimensional world that we can touch and interact with Mm. in some way. True. Maybe your hand goes through it or whatever, but you know, when, when they, when you have like scratch marks from a spirit, right. In this theory, that wouldn't be a ghost. That would be a spirit Uh because it interacted with you. Okay. So I think you're, you're moving through dimensions. Mm Mm-hmm. I believe in that, and I think it totally holds true to to all of this that we've right. been talking about. That's that's the difference is why some things you can interact with and some things can't interact with you. Have you heard the theories that UFOs that we have seen throughout history are just time travelers coming back to like, ob- like just as you said, like observe. Yeah, I've heard of those theories. Would you put stock in that, or would you just be like, oh, those are just aliens, or they're nothing? Well, I don't believe in aliens. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, I think that we're the only ones, and it's uh-huh. still the very beginning, and it's all there for us. Um, and then the crafts, I think that we have seen UFO crafts throughout history. Uh-huh. In the definition of the word UFO craft, unidentified flying object. Right. It is an object, it is flying, and we don't know what the fuck it is, so it's unidentified. Uh So it is a UFO by definition. Yes. But I think that all of, if not most of, those incidents are all technology, whether it be military or civil technology of some kind whoever's making the technology i don't give a fuck but i think all of it is technology that's being developed by humans that was being tested okay um so you don't think there's anything like supernatural going on there in regards to like time travel or aliens no i think if time travelers were able to move through the arrow of time they'd be better at hiding it. they would have to do it in something (laughs) other than a a metal object. Right. 
Um, and to my knowledge, I don't know of any UFO crafts that we've found or claimed to find that were not made of some kind of metal, mm-hmm. right? I don't know of any made out of rock. I don't know of any made out of plastic yeah, I mean, or water or anything mm-hmm. else. I think they're all usually made out of some kind of metal. Right. And I don't think that you can travel this t- arrow of time in a metal craft. Right. Yeah. I think it takes some other kind of technology that we don't even have words for yet. <laughs> I, I would so, agree with that. For it to even be something that we could possibly mimic uh-huh. or draw now means that we're making it up, in my opinion. Right. I feel you know right. what I mean? Because yeah, the actual technology would be so far advanced to what we have now. We don't even have, we couldn't even conceptualize it. Right. It, it 0% exists right now. So that that's my beef with it. <laughs> that's my beef with alien UFO craft. Right. Is, I think that that's um, too dumb of technology for no, what I, it would actually take. No, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I've, you know, even as somebody who does believe in like extraterrestrials and aliens, like I, I've always put very little stock in UFOs. Now, if you want to say that bacteria on other planets is aliens, right, or that fungus or something is, right, is right, aliens, right. then. With that definition, I believe in aliens. Right. No, I do not believe in intelligent cognitive life. No, no. What, what anywhere I'm, else in the universe. What, what I'm, I'm talking about is definitely. Like, no, someone's going to say that shit. <laughs> well, there's bacteria. Yeah. In spe- yes, I agree. There's bacteria. <laughs> there's fungus on other plants. All that shit. Yes. But as far as like intelligent, there's no life, intelligent right? cognitive species. species other than us, in my opinion. I I understand what you're yeah. saying, like. But like I said, even even withholding those b- beliefs of you know there being other extraterrestrial intelligence yeah. species, like I've always put such little stock in UFO shit. Because here's my problem, okay? Uh-huh. When it was like the 1950s through the 1980s and you would get these pictures and videos and shit like that. Okay. You had an excuse at those times to have shitty fucking footage of these UFO crafts that could be interpreted. However, people want to interpret it. But when I looked at the fucking internet and it's 2019 where I have a phone and every fucking smartphone on this planet can shoot 4K now. Uh-huh. And I see these videos like, oh, a UFO was caught in China. And it's this blurry ass flip phone, two megapixel bullshit fucking video footage. And people are like, oh, my gosh, what is that? Fuck you. Fuck you. It's well, 2019. I, I certainly myself am not saying <laughs> to fuck anyone. I'm not upset with anyone who believes <sighs> But just my personal belief. Well, I well, all I'm saying is like, I mean, I do believe you in the sense where I think most of it is like military like stuff. Yeah, that would make sense, right? But I but I'm just saying that like any of these new videos that come out now where people are trying to claim, you know, these UFOs as being something extraterrestrial or just UFOs at all, you know, it's like but they're still filming it on fucking these blurry shaky cameras in 2019. Well, it's like, come on, who are you trying to fucking fool here? I'm sure there are examples throughout history of claims being made that the the UFO, the craft that someone saw, right. took off straight up and down off the ground without a runway. So yeah. how could it possibly be a human craft? No human craft can do that. Right. At that time, well now look however many years later, 20 years later, we have all kinds. We have Harrier craft that yeah. take off straight up and down off of ships in the middle of the ocean and uh-huh. land straight up and down. Right. So, yeah, you probably saw one of those mm-hmm. being tested that 
it, the test got fucked up. Well, and I think there was there was a documentary <laughs> I, I watched at one point too where they were talking about UFOs and just as you said, there were military stuff that was classified at one point that is no longer classified. And now it makes sense. And yeah, like like a lot of the saucers that people saw, right? We we found yeah. out later that we were we were doing research, you know, classified research with weather balloons, you know, and mm-hmm. what happens to weather balloons when they hit the atmosphere? They spread out and they become a disc, you know, and then they pop and fall back down. So it's like, so they we found out that like half of these, you know, UFO sightings that people were seeing were just these fucking weather weather balloons you know these enormous weather balloons in the air and the atmosphere yeah exactly so and at the like... time it didn't make any sense but now it makes perfect sense right um no that's i mean i'm a believer <laughs> in many many things but aliens is but not, not one that one huh me. i just i don't believe in aliens i feel you dude <laughs> i get that i mean i i don't expect much love for people from... who do though and I love to listen to it and hear about it because mm-hmm. they're cool stories. I'm just yeah. one of those people where like, so like, don't be wrong. I, I totally get it on like a religious, you know, point of view of like why somebody would think that. But I, I always well, just. Well, even scientifically. Even scientifically? There's no fucking proof at all. Zero. Well, you're right. You're right. There's none yet. But we also have very little ways to get that proof, you know? You know, the only little bit, the only argument that I kind of am like, mm, okay, I guess, whatever, because there's no way to argue against it, uh-huh. is the math argument, the statistics, is, well, but there's so many chances out there, and we can only see a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. Right. So statistically, it has to, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Statistically, it doesn't have to. Statistically, True. it should. True. Statistically... It would be very probable, mm-hmm. and it should, and there's a very high percentage chance that it is. Right. But nothing in math says that any statistic needs to be finite, needs to be 100%. Right. Especially with as many variables as space and time involved. Right. So that's my only argument against that argument. I'm not hating on anyone, but it always comes down to that. Always comes down to, well, statistics say it has to be possible. Right. No. no. And I, and it's I, probable, right? And I and I totally get you with that, and because because I do agree to an extent with you in regards to like if we were to find life, you know, I don't think the first life that we discover is going to be, you know, sentient beings like ourselves. You know, we, we might find an entire, you know, green planet with plants and an ecosystem and animals and stuff like that. I truly think that we will find that. Right. And maybe even find, you know, creatures in the early stages that, you know, apes were in the early stages you know here on earth but like as far as finding another like sentient planet and stuff i mean a perfect example is like one of the exoplanets that we have found to be most earth-like is this planet called kep they've called it kepler 22b because it was caught by the kepler 20 scope yeah and we were able to get, you know, pictures of this plant and get, uh, be able to find out how the atmosphere and everything was uh, on it. And it's v- almost like a, they call it a second Earth because it has land, there's water, there's oceans, there's an atmosphere, there's clouds. All of that exists. Right. But 
again, it could be a fucking green planet and everything that lives there is just their, you know, their own bugs, you know, bugs could be the leading, you know, things on that planet. You know, they just happen to live in a green planet, but the chances of us, you know, going there one day and finding fucking skyscrapers and shit, probably not. Now, I feel that I do need to clear something up here real quick Hmm. that, I agree with everything you just said. Right. I think that we will find all those things. I think that there's planets with bugs on it. I uh-huh. think there's planets with plants, what we would equate to something like a plant right. on it. I think that there might be things that are alive that are moving around on another planet. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with that. And I, I think that it's probably a real thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't want, I don't think we have enough time today. <laughs> and I don't really want to get into evolution. on this podcast (laughs) but i don't think that things evolve to become humanistic right in that i don't think that we evolved from something that wasn't cognitive and sentient into something that was i think that because humans mostly because of my faith right there's the small scientific element of the missing link, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to get into that, Adam. We're not getting into evolution. <laughs> okay, but the only point I'm making here, and the only reason I brought it up, is to say my version of how evolution would work is much different than most people's. Uh-huh. So for me, I don't think that even if there was animals or things alive moving around on another planet, uh-huh. I don't think they would ever get to a point where they became sentient or human-like. I think that we're the only beings who are going to be that. So for that reason, I say I don't believe in aliens. Right. But I do believe in extraterrestrial life forms. Okay? <laughs> and someone's going to fuck me up out there for saying that. But that's the best way I can explain my personal beliefs to everyone. Hey, well, as as you, you just said, their personal beliefs, they obviously come from somewhere. <laughs> and just as you said and clarified, you and I very much disagree on that matter. Disagree. And but huge evolu- amounts of respect for each other. And I love talking about it. Oh, yeah. I don't well, feel I any mean, amount of distress when we talk about yeah, it. Yeah. And, you know, on, on a final note on that point, you know, I, that's what's truly missing right now mm-hmm. is, you know, like you and I do have vastly different beliefs in a, in a lot of things, yeah, you know, we really do actually. And, and we have great conversations. Too, yeah, though. exactly. And the reason why we have those good conversations is because even if I disagree with you, what I will always let you finish your thought and finish explaining to me so I can get an understanding of where you're coming from. And I think what a lot of people need to do is once you get that understanding of where somebody's coming from, I don't feel a need to try to convince you of why I think you're wrong because you're able to justify how you got to the point of where you are, you know? And, and I think well, and a lot of times you end up teaching me stuff about things too. Well, and a lot and, of times and, I'll even go like, Oh, I never thought of that. Well, and, and likewise, you know? 100%, you know, and, and I love listening to, to <laughs> why you think, you know, they, I, if, for those who don't know, I'm somebody who's like, I'm not religious, but I'm very into like, the mythos of all the religions. That's what I would call it. Yeah. I'm religious, but you're a spiritual person. But, but when it comes to stories, those are some of our best conversations. They really are. religious ones. And that's just it. When it comes to stories of the Bible or, or even, you know, not the Bible, it could be Greek mythology or Norse mythology, like all of that stuff of how 
different people explain how things happen in the world before science was around, or, you know, in this case, while science is around. Right, it's right. It's fascinating to me. Just higher powers. <laughs> yeah, deities, yeah, yeah, exactly. Powers. Fascinating. It's, yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, so no disrespect to anyone. Yeah. We're young, dumb, full of opinions, guys. <laughs> young, dumb, so and full of opinions, Today guys. we just picked one we were a little more passionate about. <laughs> and maybe one day we'll, we'll get it to evolution and we can go down that path, but that will not be today. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys thank you so much for listening to today's podcast remember you can follow us on all the social media platforms we also have a patreon www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial and any final thoughts matthew don't beat us don't beat us up too bad in the comments (laughs) or do so you know every comment helps so if you want to thumbs down (laughs) us go for it you're just helping us all right guys love you Bye bye